0: Can't go wrong with the Beatles, right? Never. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way But the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone We can work it out We can work it out is that good? That's good. All right. Welcome Zen Parenting Radio, everybody. This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Um, we're happy to have you. This is episode number 314. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember, sweetheart, that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, we, you and I have been trying to formalize our message in a concise manner. Correct. And I don't know what we're going to end up calling it, but... We're just still working it out. We are working it out. Very Mm -hmm. good. And um, we have a few, we have a lot of good iTunes reviews that I'm going to mention just at least who they're from at the end because they're really good.
1: Great. But before we jump into today's topic, the other reason that I wanted Todd to play that song, um, that Beatles song, We Can Work It Out, is because we haven't done a show since everything happened in Orlando and I think there's been like a seismic shift in our world because of this. Um, not because all the other mass shootings we've had to deal with haven't been just as devastating. They've all been devastating, but I think that there's something about this one. Maybe it's the number. Maybe it's the amount. Maybe it's who was. Maybe it was who was. You know, targeted was targeted. Um, how it happened. There's so many pieces to it that I think it's creating a change. Um, gosh, I hope so. And I just wanted to comment and say that Todd and I have had deep talks about this since it's happened. And I really think there is a way for all of us to talk about this, because really, I think we're talking about two different sides, or I'm putting that in quotes, because that's how we see it. Both sides want to be heard and want to make sure that their needs are validated. Um, And I'm talking about gun control here, if you guys didn't know. And I think that's something we can do. Um, I think that we're all kind of on the same page, that there something has to change. And I know that there's a lot of pieces of things that need to change. But the whole issue with guns, we've got to put some legislature around it, right? Is yeah. anybody in disagreement about that anymore? Yes. Okay. Some are. Some are. But you had a good talk with a guy who, will you explain what he said?
0: So well, I I put something on, I was obviously uh, very distraught about what happened in Orlando. And to be very honest with our listeners is many of the times, sometimes I think of myself as weak because I'm like, oh, that sucks, but I don't do anything about it. I don't talk to friends who might disagree with me about it. I don't put myself out there. Mm -hmm. So for the first time, or not the first time, one of my only times i basically put something up cuz there's some petition about legisl- you know banning assault banning assault weapons, weapons and all that so i put something on facebook and i never do that but i'm like i'm sick of being scared mm-hmm. of how i'm going to be how perceived how you are perceived yes and it wasn't even like a well thought out post i just kind of did it cuz i wanted to exercise and say i'm at least doing something mm-hmm. like hey listen this is where i fall on the side of the discussion right and then there was this big long exchange with facebook people and it, and it stayed respectful but there were both sides both friends of mine from both sides were going at each other but at least in a respectful way so they
1: weren't really going at each other they were having a conversation they're
0: having a conversation okay. clearly stating their opinion correct so however you want to say it so um but long story short i ended up borrowing a hammer drill from because i was putting up these flower pots for you in the front Porch and uh, the guy that I borrowed it from, his name is Dan. He's a lovely guy. I played basketball with him. And he uh, falls on the other side of, you know, Todd, it's not about the guns, it's about the system and everything else. So I had a, when I was giving it back to him, I said, listen, can we talk about this? We had a good, 15-minute discussion about it. And I went into the discussion in an, with an intention of listening to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't have the strength or the patience to do that. But I did. And, he, and I let him talk for the first five or seven minutes. And then I kind of countered with what my thoughts were. And what we figured out was we actually agreed on a lot more things than, then you disagree we, origi- then. than we disagreed on. And right. he's like, you know, Todd, it's ridiculous that these people on this you know, terror, you know, this terrorism list can go out and buy certain things. And he's like, the system is broke because uh, somebody in Illinois doesn't know what somebody in Iowa is doing and it's got to happen from a higher level. I'm like, yeah, like the federal government. He's like, yeah. He's like, I agree with you in that point. So there, and there's so many different variables to this argument that we're not going to try to right. talk about today. All I want to say is we had a healthy discussion. I started out by, by how, trying to understand how he came to think about the way he thinks about it. Because really it was about semi-automatic weapons versus automatic weapons.
1: And, th- and this is where I want to jump in because here's the thing, everybody. I don't know. I- I'm just saying this like – I need to learn what we're talking about here. And so instead of throwing myself out there and saying, everything has to change, the laws have to change, I want to be educated about what I'm even saying. And the people who understand guns and the difference between an assault rifle and a semi-automatic, they need to help me understand, not an argument about, because that's what we end up getting caught in, is someone will say, we need to change the laws. And everyone will say, you don't know, or not everyone, people will come back and say, you don't know what you're talking about and then we'll come back and say which, you don't know what
0: you're talking about which I don't by and that's the way. what
1: i'm trying to admit right. is that here's the basic things that you know that i would like to see and and i and i'm saying this from my limited understanding where there's other people who live in this world more who understand what the laws are better than i and i would love to have a conversation about these things can we reinstate the assault weapons ban Can we do that and prevent the sale of of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines? Can we do that? Can we close the private sale loophole and require background checks for all gun sales? Can we do that? Can we close the terror gap and prevent known terror suspects from buying guns? Can we prohibit convicted stalkers and abusers, like dating partner abusers, from gun possession? Can we prohibit people who have been convicted of hate crimes from gun possession. Now, here's the thing. People will say, well, the laws won't do anything. But what would it hurt to instate them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Couldn't we? It's, it's, it's funny, everybody, because here's the thing. When I was a uh, sophomore in high school, that's when seatbelt laws came along. Sure. And I did a speech on why we shouldn't have speech uh, have uh, seatbelt laws. I took the side of not wanting seatbelt laws. Right. You want to know why? I wanted freedom. Mm-hmm. I didn't want someone telling me what to do. I didn't want to be, you know, because I used to sit, you know, remember how we used to be in cars? Oh, yeah. All of you know who listen. I used to sit like in the middle, in the front. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to change everything. Yeah.
0: No car seats, all that stuff.
1: I did, you know, I was completely adamantly on the side of I don't want seatbelts. The truth is I was young, you know, and I didn't really understand everything. But now that we have seatbelt laws in place, it hasn't kept us from having any fatalities. Mm -hmm. There's definitely people who still get in car accidents and the seatbelt doesn't prevent them from being hurt or or being killed. But it has prevented so many more deaths. Yes. So my question is, why can't we put these things in place? Just those things that I read, and, and those are the things that I've put together from with what I've read, a lot of it coming from a great blog mm-hmm. written by Roseanne Cash, of all people, okay. Johnny's daughter. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. She's a complete like um, uh, advocate for common sense gun laws. Right. Not like all guns are bad, but common sense. And, and I, you We'll know, post
0: it on the show notes, too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's a great blog. And if... What if we just put those laws in place and see if it can shift some dynamics? I know it's not going to change everything. I know there's other pieces, but can we discuss those pieces simultaneously rather than arguing which one is the cause? Yeah. That's that's kind of it right now.
0: Well, and I think that your point is extremely valid and my point is the only way that we're going to get anywhere and I know you're with me on this is we have to listen and understand the other side and a lot of people might be saying i already did listen and it's not working so i'm not to now i have to scream and shout and fight and right. claw and all that and i
1: think there are people who feel that way right yes. and,
0: and i respect you people too but for me who's really uneducated in the intricacies of gun laws. It's time for me to understand what the difference is between this and that
1: And that's for those of you who are like I know something needs to change but I don't know enough if you know somebody who has the other perspective ask or them. more information ask them yeah. explain to me because that's where I think I am and I know Todd is too is I want to know more because I do feel very I'm so distraught about these things and and I feel so imbalanced Todd and I went to a uh, concert uh, last Thursday. And it was about a week after these shootings. And I looked at Todd and I said, like, I'm afraid to be here now Mm -hmm. in this venue. Mm -hmm. I I know rationally nothing's going to happen. But the reality is, is these things happen. And we're acting as if that they're somehow going to magically stop because we're sad. And we're not doing anything. And I feel like action of some kind creates another action, which creates another action. And we, things start to 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 change so that's kind of where i am is i i i'm in learning mode um i'm in listening mode and also asking the questions about the things i just read is why why do we have an issue with those because that has nothing to do with anybody who's law abiding right it it won't change their lives and that's that's not even all the common sense laws there's all sorts of things being thrown out but those are the things that i look at and i say okay why why not Mm -hmm. so anyway um, I just wanted to say that I'm so sad and I'm so sorry for everything that happened in Orlando and the ripple effect that it's had on the families and the world and I've just been thinking about everybody every day um, and I just wanted to be able to have just this short conversation at least to acknowledge these people and everybody who is working hard to make our world a better place
0: all right Very good. Thanks, sweetie. Um, So our first partner, before I get into the guts of the show, is uh, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Healthy families by choice, not chance. Um, She's in Elmhurst, so if you're in the Chicagoland area, check her out. And she's at ChiroTree.com. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. Um, So on our way to that very same concert that you just referenced, oh, before I do that, one of our listeners named Elizabeth listened to that show when we talked about different work lingo yeah, like circle yeah. back. Yeah. What are some of the others that we mentioned on that podcast? Oh, Do you remember?
1: Um we talked about the one that we really oh the, the hands in the middle. Yeah, the I don't I don't know. remember that the one. Five
0: finger test or something like that. <laughs> yes. I don't know. So she built. She gave us a few others. Um, one of them says, "Blank needs to start executing." Execute, executizing her communications.
1: I don't even know what that word means. Executizing.
0: I don't know. I don't either. It reminds me when I was in Portland, Oregon with my friend Chris Peek and he was in law school and he I was eating food with his buddies and I asked the guy how his food was and he said this food is devoid of taste. And I said, dude, just tell me the food sucks. Just you don't tell just me say. the
1: food isn't good. So
0: the other two that I didn't understand was providing leverage, which I think I can understand. But the other one that we were uh, wondering about is boiling the ocean.
1: I, I got some feedback about boiling the ocean. What is boiling the it ocean? It means here. that it's impossible. So we're trying to do something that we are putting our energy into something that we're never going to be able to accomplish. And who
0: do you attribute that one to?
1: Who gave me that answer? Uh,
0: Lozier. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yes. He's Mr. Work Lingo guy.
1: Yes. so But that makes sense. I'm just glad
0: I don't live in a world where work lingo exists.
1: You know, I think it's so... It does. We have work lingo. You and I, we have jargon and work lingo. No,
0: sweetie. Not like this. Don't, Don't put me in this club.
1: I think if... We had work lingo. We wouldn't even know we had it because it would be so normal That's the whole lives. idea of
0: lingo is it just comes off your tongue right. like it's nothing.
1: Exactly. And I think
0: that... But I can't even say executizing. Executizing. I know. Neither can I. And that's a made-up word. If that is a word, I'm going to be on a campaign to make sure it's removed from Webster's Dictionary. It's too many syllables and it's too hard to say, even if you're reading it. Exec- executizing. Let's
1: just tell people they're doing all right.
0: <sighs> exactly. Let's just
1: do good things. So on our way Let's to it
0: on our way to this concert, um, I started saying, you know, it would be nice. Uh, we've been doing, we've done over three hundred podcasts. How many? 314. 314. pi. Nice. And uh, we've been apparent, we've been parents for thirteen years, and I I kind of have a new perspective. I'm like, how do we summarize in a paragraph or two what our parenting philosophy is, mm-hmm. or what
1: Yes, I guess that 's true, yes, our parenting philosophy, a lot of times, though, I like to instead of teach in a way where it 's like, "Hey, do it like I do it it's we 're practicing something that we 're trying to teach and talk about, but it 's not as if we have it down
0: no as as evidenced by what we 're going to talk about on the show right probably right. But I'm like, you know, we've done. Th- how do you summarize what we've talked about for five years? It's really hard to. But mm-hmm. I, we saw Shefali uh, t- a few weeks ago, and she talks about, you know, the first question she always asks is, "What do you want for your kids?" And the very typical answers are, "I want them be to be successful," and or "I happy. want them to be happy." Mm-hmm. So I said to Kathy, "I'm like, you know what? My answer, like, I know what the answer is. I know what my answer is. I said, all I want is for my children to be kind." and Um, Because if they're kind, that's a word that means they're kind to themselves, they're kind to our planet, they're kind to each other. And you pushed back on me a little bit and said, Todd, that's great. I want our children to be kind too. But what happens when they're not? Mm -hmm. Because... Our children are human beings just like every other person in this world and there's going to be times when they're not kind. Correct. So you were right. I that that like that isn't the end all be all of what my parenting philosophy is because when my children aren't kind, I want to love them through that. Correct. So so then I'm like okay, so so let's shift what we're focusing on. So then I said I want them to there's a term that I use in mankind project that we use is your shadow and your gold and your shadow is anything that which you repress and your gold is something that you're good at that comes easy to you that's like the best of who you are Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay so my main parenting philosophy is i want my children to embrace their gold and their shadow because that is their wholeness that is not just the good stuff Mm -hmm. it's the good stuff and the bad stuff so I felt better about that. But then you and I had a conversation today, and it went even another layer below that or mm-hmm. above it or whatever. And uh, what we figured out was I want my children to be now – I'm, now I'm losing it.
1: Well, I didn't think about –
0: Oh, I know it. I want them to be who they showed up here to be. Correct. That's my new nutshell.
1: But I'm going to flip this on you okay. because it's not about making our children a certain way. That's, that's our hope and dream for them. But the only thing we can do is do it ourselves. So right. when you're like, this is what I want for my children, so I'm going to create, I get what you're saying because you and I have talked through this, right. so I know, but I want to make sure the audience is clear. We don't go into parenting and say, these are my dreams for my kids. Right. Because we go into parenting and say, I am going to take well, care of me right. so they can take care of them.
0: Right. And we're going to talk about role modeling and all that yes. stuff. But what I but I feel like my sentence encapsulates what you're saying yes. Just maybe a little, because I want them to show up I want them to be who they showed up to be, not who I want them to be. Yes. I want them to be whoever the universe or God or their soul was here to be. Right. And- And
1: within that will be many, many different things, which I know you embrace. That's what you're saying. It's like this deep, dark, not deep, dark, but it's like this tunnel we have to navigate through. Like, how do we get the perfect words to describe what we're doing? And it's ongoing, changing and evolving. Yes. But that's the thing is that basically what that means when you say that sentence is who they came here to be Mm -hmm. is hopefully that they're... Their most common response to people is kindness. But sometimes because of anger or fear, it's going to be not kind. Yeah. And they're going to learn from that. They're going to get better and stronger. And sometimes they're going to do great things for the world. And sometimes they're going to make a choice that doesn't do a good thing for the world. And from that, they will learn another lesson. Right. So this conversation also started because Todd and I did this. Um, this There was this article being written and they asked us questions and the question, uh, there was like a whole list of questions, but one of the questions that was posed is, "What do you?" Um, I think it's like, "What is your hope?" I can't remember, but it was something What's about your the hope kids for your children. And you said, um, "I, my biggest fear is that my kids end up mean because mean people suck." Yeah, and that's another way of saying that. I hope my kids are kind. And the thing is, is they are going to be mean yeah. sometimes. And so even though I know you and I know exactly what you mean, mm-hmm. again, for listeners, your kids are going, they're not just going to be mean just when they're kids. Yeah. They are going to make choices sometimes as adults that aren't kind choices. It's
0: called ego, which we all have. and
1: Exactly. And right. and all of you listening do it too. Yeah. And so to, to say my kids are going to be different than me and are going to be like above being human. You're setting
0: yourself up for failure.
1: Absolutely. Not only that, but you're not seeing yourselves clearly. And that in no way am I giving you permission to go out and be mean to people. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is give yourself permission to accept every aspect of yourself. Yes. Because the more that you can do that, the less that those mean behaviors are going to seep through, the more you are aware of how you're feeling because meanness often comes from the things we repress. It comes from the fear and it comes from the shame and it comes from the guilt and it comes from the envy and the jealousy and all these things, these emotions that we pretend we don't have and we push them down and we say they don't exist in me and then they seep through into a conversation where we can't tolerate something or we're impatient And so if we acknowledge those things in ourself and, gosh, take it to another level, even talk about it Mm -hmm. and say, wow, this makes me really envious or this makes me really afraid or then there's this like release of it where the behavior doesn't need to occur again. Keep your emotions, check your behavior, yeah. and so it's not about you can't feel that way. It's it's the meanness seeping out. So well,
0: well, and that's all really really important. And to get back to how we started this conversation, which is what do you want for your kids? I think it's such a simple question, but such a hard question to answer. Honest, be- it's hard to be honest. It's hard to be honest, and it's hard to be able to encapsulate what do you want. But I feel like if you can answer that, and it evolves, like. Five days ago my answer was I want my children to be kind. Today I'm saying something completely different. Right. Next week I'm gonna say something different. But unless you have a starting point of what you want, because if you can answer that question and have an intention with that knowledge upon every interaction you have with your children from that point on, then you are in much better shape. But what most of us parents do is we don't know what we're doing. Right. We're doing the best we can. We don't know what the for lack of a better term, is goal is, but right now my goal is to let my kids uh, be who they showed up to be, not who I want them to be, but who whoever decided that. So Right.
1: And you know, the big talk we had today, and I'm jumping to the last one first sure, because I think it's the most foundational point, yeah. is Todd and I had a big talk today about the necessity for unconditional acceptance within the home. Okay? What does that mean? Um, there are kids come into the world and it's one of those relationships where a lot of times we have kids because we're like, oh, I wanna, you know, I wanna raise these children and they're gonna love me and they're gonna appreciate me. And even if we don't say those things out loud, that's often what we think we're gonna get. Right. The truth is is that parenting is it can be quite one sided. Yeah. They don't the kids don't come into the world to make us feel better about ourselves kids come into the world and it is our job to support them in becoming whole human beings. Yeah. Does that mean that they get to be disrespectful and unkind to us? No. Because that's, that's where everybody's going to go know, when you say that. I know it. I'm telling you, I believe me, I've heard this a million times. It doesn't mean they have the right or that it's okay for them to not be kind to us. But what we don't trust is that when we look at the relationship as my work in this world as a parent is support is to support you in becoming who you are, The need for them to push back and be unkind to us is not even in existence anymore. Mm -hmm. Why do kids push back and are unkind to us? It's when we don't see them, when we don't listen, when we're putting our dreams on them, when we're being um, untrustworthy or untrusting, when we are putting our fear on them. That's when all of that anger comes back. So my point is, is that again, Todd and I are still working through this. Like we're this morning. Yeah, these aren't like, oh, all of you people don't understand. No. We're working on this constantly. Well,
0: I'll keep it generic, but Please. would you mind if I... Real generic. One of my kids didn't wish me a happy Father's Day. Okay, yes. Okay? And I was hurt. Yes. And you and I had a long discussion about the different layers of um, my opportunities of how to um, understand this child. Correct. Right? And... And... Help me talk through this a little bit. Basically,
1: what I was trying to say to Todd is that he's looking through a very narrow lens of what it means to feel love Mm -hmm. and to give love. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes because he is having – because there are certain relationships, not just with our children but with other people that seem really simple and straightforward and this is – you know, these people are like me and this is easy and our exchange of energy is really simple – That's true. And that's great to have relationships like that. But sometimes our children don't come into the world that way. They have a different way of being. And they stretch us because we have to figure out how to give them love in a way that they can receive it, and also to see the ways that they are offering love, even if it's not the way that we normally accept it. Right.
0: So for that example, I said to this child, hey, it's Father's Day, and, she, and she's going away for summer camp. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to miss it. So my ego got triggered and said she didn't even wish me a happy Father's Day before I left. So to your point, that is I was seeking out a certain response.
1: Right. And that is the thing that I, I, and again, this, how long did we do this? Like two hours we had this conversation. And And what I kept saying, because Todd's points are valid. It's not that his feelings aren't valid. It's not that he's a jerk for wanting someone to wish him happy Father's Day. Total validation to you. Like, I I hear you. Um, It's that underlying, where was your intention? That seed of intention. You walk down the stairs, to be with your girls, and you were needing something from them. You were looking for Happy Father's Day. And unless you received it in a straight-up way, you weren't happy. And this is what I mean about with our children, it's a much more one-sided relationship. We can't go to our children – To nurture us. Right. And I know that some of you say, but we should be able to, or it should be this way. Yeah,
0: that's going to blow the socks off of some people listening.
1: I know. But when they, now, when they are in their 20s and are full, whole adults, there can be more of a peer relationship. But not now. Not now. Not when they're going through pre-adolescence. Not when they are in their teenage years. To go to them and think that they're there to nurture us is not only going to backfire, but it's going to create a difficult relationship. What Todd doesn't – what he didn't understand in this scenario, because this child is a lot more like me, is when he walks down the stairs and his intention is I'm looking for this happy Father's Day, they can feel it. Mm -hmm. And he said, but I didn't say the words. I didn't – Kids know when you need something from them, and they know when you're absolutely digging for the compliment, you're digging for the tell me I'm good enough, and that's not their job to make us feel that way. We can. The example that I gave Todd, though, is if he really wanted to hear Happy Father's Day, instead of coming in with the ego, they should be saying this to me, um, I'm deserving of it, how dare they not, you go in and you're funny. You know that in – you know in the deepest core of your being that they love you, that you're connected, that you're doing everything you can, that you're unconditionally loving them. And then that's your energy. And then you go in and you say, hey, girls, it's Father's Day. I'm looking for a hug. Mm -hmm. And then they can give it without thinking you need it. It's more of a a gentle, open, free – Exchange Because when you go to your kids and you have already decided what you need from them, Mm -hmm. even if you're not using the words, they feel your energy. So
0: it's such a subtle thing. Because what I did was I walked downstairs. And it's a long story short, and I'm not going to open up the story just because it'll take too long and it's probably unfair to tell. But I walked downstairs and said, hey, just so you know, it's Father's Day. And I didn't get the response I was hoping for. And I was... Hurt. I was going to say I was mad, but really I was hurt. Right, right. And I could have pushed on and said, are you going to wish me a happy Father's Day? How right. dare you? Blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. I bit my tongue. And then when she left, then I needed to kind of process it with you. Correct. So I did not subject her to that. And all you're saying is just this minor tweak yes. in your technique. Yes. If you admit you need it, I'm, I'm admitting I need it. Right. But okay, Todd, if you actually need it, this is a better way of going about it.
1: And it's an internal, not external. It's not your words. It's not the eye contact. It's not all those things that we're always thinking. It's an internal. If you walk down the stairs and your thought is, my kids don't love me and they don't understand me and they're not giving to me unless they say happy Father's Day the way I want them to and they should show up this way and they should use these where if you go downstairs needing something to look a certain way Mm -hmm. and you put that on them they will feel it and not want to give it to you Yeah, and you will some kids will. Yeah, The kids who are like the people pleasers who are like ooh this is what dad needs.
0: And we have some of those kids in our house too. We
1: do. They will give you whatever you need because they. that's kind of their thing. Mm -hmm. But the kids who are a little more internal
0: or don't speak the same language don't speak the
1: same language or they're a little more they feel the pressure of the world already mm-hmm. to have this pressure from their parents mm-hmm. to have to say things a certain way do things a certain way can we instead as parents show up and allow things to unfold in their own way and if there's something that we would like to... This is so hard to talk about because it's all feeling. If there's something that we really want, like we really need the words Happy Father's Day, Mm -hmm. can we admit to it Mm -hmm. rather than... And say to them, I just love the words Happy Father's Day. Yeah.
0: If you need it that bad, then be honest (laughs) about the superficiality. Because really it is, it's three words. Right. Like how important is that? The way we give and receive love is not with... The three words and then everything is fine so
1: and it's funny because the example you're giving of you know happy father's day and she said oh i'm gonna miss it that in you itself you can interpret that yes. saying oh my
0: gosh what a wonderful gift but instead i interpret it as she didn't say the three words because
1: she didn't say exactly so and we went much deeper with this i'm hoping this conversation you know um, is landing, yeah. you know, where it, it's yeah. understood. Because we're in our brains because and we know all of the exactly. perspective. We know everything. But the the whole, um, when I say we know everything, I mean we were the ones in yeah, the conversation. We were, yeah, we
0: experienced it.
1: But really all we're trying to say, the, the big, you know what the big headline that Todd and I came up with? Two things. Number one, you got to stay awake in your parenting. Mm-hmm. You got to stay awake to what you're doing and what you're bringing. I know you're not going to be able to do that every minute. Neither am I guess what? Neither am I. But that's, how about we say this, we need to continuously wake up in Mm -hmm. our parenting. Because can we stay awake all the time? No, our eyes have to blink. You know, sometimes we're, we do get lost in autopilot. good metaphor. Yeah. yeah, So to to, go
0: easy on yourself when you do screw up and you get mad or you yell or whatever. You
1: blink and you're like, okay, now I got to wake back up. And the other piece is what, what, We want for our three kids, the reason that a discussion that we had this morning is important and worthy and and valuable time, time well spent, is because I want my kids growing up in this home to know that who they are and the way they interact with the world and the way they experience themselves and other people is okay here. Mm -hmm. Because when they go out in the world, there will be people that tell them the way they do it is wrong. There will be people that tell them that they're weird. There will be people that tell them that they should be doing it another way, that they're um, failures, that they are, you know, they're going to get plenty from the world. I don't need to create negative scenarios for them, but what I want their roots to be are a sense of when I am in this space with these people, not just in this house, but with these people, these family members, who I am is accepted. That's called rooting to rise. Root, root. You have to root down. You have to have a place where you feel like you fit so then you can grow bigger.
0: So before we get on to our second pillar, (laughs) even though we've just said four. Um, one thing is, and I didn't realize this until literally just now you said it. Okay. But you just said, you know, continuously wake up. And we, even though we had this hour and a half discussion, I did not investigate the words of this child because when she said, I'm going to miss it, I didn't even think about what that could have meant. Yeah. What that could have meant was I wanted to spend the day with you and I can't because I'm going to summer camp. Yep. Instead, it, it went over my head. Instead, all I heard All I recognized was I didn't hear what I was hoping to hear. Right. So when you say wake up, wake up to what is being presented to you. Yeah. I was asleep when she responded to that. Right. So I blinked. You blinked. So anyways...
1: and can I say another sure. thing is that that not only, and here's where empathy comes into play, you came downstairs with your own needs um that you wanted to have met because mm-hmm. somehow you thought if these words were said, it somehow made you valuable. Mm-hmm. and And that, in itself is you silly. know something to look at yeah. or, you know, I would never call you silly, but that's worthy of attention. Mm-hmm. The other piece is is the empathy. Where are they in the moment? She is leaving for a week away from right. us, she's struggling. Yeah. What's going on in her head? She's trying to manage she, herself. Yeah, she's
0: trying, to, she's trying to not lose it.
1: She's trying to keep her stuff together. Right. So her thoughts aren't on With you. Me. And so now we can say, oh, that's unfortunate that these two things fell on the same day. It is, yeah. but it's also okay. And again, who in that relationship, and you already know this, Todd, but when we look at that relationship, who's the person that needs to do the more work? The parent. Yes. Because we are raising them. We our job is not to get our to feel fuzzy mm-hmm. about the way our kids feel about us. That can be an icing yeah. on the cake. Yeah. Because when we do get feedback from our kids and it's good, it feels awesome. Yeah. And enjoy that. Yeah. I'm not saying we should enjoy it. I'm saying don't go out seeking it all the time. Because they're gonna start being like, eh. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can hear I can hear all my daughters going, eh, too much. They they wanna have a place where they can just be. Yeah, And that's in our presence. Do they have to constantly tell us how great we are?
0: Well, it's funny. Um, I remember like in the first year of us doing the podcast, my parenting philosophy has kept on evolving. Like every month I have it like, okay, now I got it. <laughs> but it, I, it's come full circle And that one of the early episodes, I, my goal was to keep them safe and get out of their way.
1: Yeah, which we're kind of coming back and to And now that. we're
0: back exactly <laughs> to that very same point. So Keep anyways.
1: them safe and keep them safe emotionally. hmm and you guys know who if you listen to the show what emotional safety means. Allow them to have their emotional experience, be attuned to it, be empathetic of their experience. That's their emotional safety and then their physical safety is obvious. And then step back.
0: Step back and observe and and um I don't know, embrace the adventure, yeah. the experience. And allow because them
1: to take you on the ride. You
0: challenged me on some language today and and you're right. Because I was using words like, well, it's a challenge. What, it's a, a problem. It's a problem. And you're like, why don't you try the words? I, isn't it interesting?
1: Opportunity. Or
0: isn't this an, a good opportunity? of? Because you know the way I give and receive love with one kid doesn't necessarily um, the same as the way I give and receive love to another kid because they're two completely separate human beings. Exactly. So I'm trying to use the same user manual for this kid and for this kid... That manual doesn't work. Exactly. And when you and and you or anybody else says, so
1: now this is a problem. Right. It's not a problem. Right. They're not a problem. They're just different than you. Yes. And so uh, the other word I kept using with Todd, I don't know if this was meaningful to you, but it's what kept popping into my head. We got to get out like a, a magnifying glass and a microscope and look more closely at things. We've got to really investigate like or let's do it the other way. Broaden, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to like look real closely and get down to the nitty gritty, open it up bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go either way and see Am I seeing this correctly? Mm -hmm. You know, like either use your microscope or use your telescope. Like, am I seeing this or am I just trying to get my needs met and fit? Things in to my way. I think they should be, and we can think that we've already checked that off the list, and that we're all conscious parents, and you know we've already done all of our work. It is moment to moment, day to day. Yeah. Because as the kids change and grow,
0: so does the manual.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, what's interesting, because you know, with some of my kids, I can take them to the pool, and that's how we connect. Other kids don't want to go to the pool. Correct. So then I kind of get stunted because that's kind of what I want to do, and I don't know how to do that. And so my point is you have to get creative in investigating what's going to make your child tick.
1: And then if this was the other thing is – this is the switch for, um, again, another language switch – is Todd uh, with one of our girls was like, well, there's only these three or four ways that I really know that she feels my love. Mm -hmm. And there's only three or four ways. And I kept saying, change your language. You have three or four ways to let her know she's loved where she feels it from you. That's a gift because some parents have zero pathways.
0: And those same ways are not the ones that come natural to me. Right. But as the parent, it is my responsibility to figure out how to make that happen. Exactly,
1: because the rela- going back to the very beginning, when we brought these children into the world, when you and I said, okay, we're going to take on parenting, we didn't do it so then we'd feel loved every day. Yeah. We did it to give to these children. Mm-hmm. And I know not all of you look at it that way, um, but if you don't, that's why there's combat. Yeah. If Todd and I... He, we can go back and forth. Meaning, I can ask from him; he can ask from me, and we can go back from forth, back and forth. My my biological family, my parents, my sister, your sister, my friends. We can go back and forth, mm. where we can pull from them; they can pull from us. Yeah, exchange, exchange. Thank you. With our children, it's a lot more one way.
0: You're making more deposits than withdrawals.
1: Always. And now, within that, making those deposits gives us the room to be great teachers for them. Yeah. To because we're making deposits and because and we're not making deposits like buying them things or saying nice things to them what we mean is we're following their lead yeah. of how they live their life this is not the language gets tricky because it's not about making them our friend and making them love us that's actually the opposite of what i'm trying to say yeah. we are just like Todd said standing back from them allowing them to grow like a flower occasionally maybe helping them with some water or mm-hmm. some fertilizer you yeah. know like helping them grow but they can do it on their own yeah i have a um what if you
0: didn't know what was best
1: i and i don't right
0: and i say that to myself as a parent question and i only reason i say it is cuz i went into one of my old powerpoints that i did with the men's group about parenting and i and one of the titles is what if you didn't know what was best for your child cuz we always think we know what's best
1: we do in in our home todd and i in our in our home we have a guest bathroom and above the the toilet there is a framed picture of the girls, and there's a Zen proverb on it. Mm. And I think I made it like seven years ago. Yeah. And it's just the girls holding hands. And it says something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing here, um, sitting still doing nothing.
0: Spring comes. Spring
1: comes, and, and the grass. grass grows all by In itself.
0: itself. Yeah.
1: We think we're creating our children.
0: But no. they already
1: are. Yeah. And what we're doing is standing back and making sure we are protecting their emotional, spiritual, and physical safety so they can grow into the world as healthy as possible. It's not to make them somebody. Yeah. They already are. Yeah. And so that, you know, we've given so many metaphors, the balance beam, allowing them to walk on it and standing on the sides, the flower, you know, we've got to have that space between Mm. and that in itself, we are loving them and when when they love us back that's great but it's like the sun and the earth or this what is it that thing about the the earth never um asks the sun what's in it for me what's in it for the me the sun
0: never asks the earth what's in it for me they
1: just give we're
0: the sun be the sun to our children the sun's just been shining for whatever a billion years and it never says what's in it for me we got to be the sun and a lot of parents would be like no no i i need to get something back i deserve something i deserve I've worked it.
1: so hard then you then the that,
0: that attitude yes. will prevent you from ever getting anything back. Correct. So you might as well let go and just give. Because if you do, then it'll come back.
1: And fill yourself up. Yeah. That doesn't mean screw yourself mm-hmm. and you don't have anything for yourself. Right. It means fill yourself up, take responsibility for you. Yeah. Take responsibility for your relationships so they can be as healthy as possible and ask for help and create a village and create a team so you can be the son for your kids. Yeah.
0: Don't, don't, do not count on them. They're trying to figure it out.
1: Right. Yeah. And when you say don't count on them, you mean don't, don't make them that, fill your needs. Yeah.
0: Don't have them fill your cup. Mm-hmm. Fill your cup up with your partner with your therapist, with your sister, with your brother, but not with your kids and
1: Here's the crazy irony isn't it ironic don't you think um when you do that, they do yeah, give back to you exactly not and that's not why you're doing it right
0: that's that's it comes back without your asking of it
1: and they give back. Gently to you because you've been giving to them gently. Yeah. It's this, and we all know this. These are like universal principles and laws. This mm-hmm. isn't like ooh, this is like some new thing. But when you don't need so much, right? Then there's room and space. You're not contracting. You're expanded, yeah. and there's space
0: for that exchange. So we started this discussion with the pillar of unconditional acceptance, mm-hmm. and we've. Got like seven subcategories of that, but we haven't even gotten to our other three, and we're forty minutes in. And I, I, I'm struggling on whether or not we should try to blaze through them because one is role modeling, the other one is communication, not discipline. I mean, they're pretty self monitoring. No, These are all pretty important.
1: I think that for today, the two most important are the stay awake while you're parenting or okay, wake up continuously wake. while you're parenting. Yep. Um, because again, it's you can't keep your eyes open twenty four seven. Um. And then the unconditional acceptance in the home yeah. and having an understanding of what we mean by that, yeah. like really investigating that. Don't don't write us and say, oh, I'm not going to let my, you know, kids, kids walk all over me. Kids walk. That's not what we're saying. No. Unconditional love is who they are is OK. Mm. OK, even yeah. when they
0: screw up, even when they screw even up, when they're mean to you because you love them.
1: And w- but when they're mean to you, instead of fighting back and saying, now my kids are mean, you investigate what is under that. People aren't just mean mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. I know we'd like to think that because then we can just brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm. There is something underneath that. I have to go somewhere else with this, Todd. I'm feeling this right, right now. Our homes are the perfect training ground for life. When my girls are not being nice to each other,
0: which happens a lot,
1: meaning that they get in arguments yeah, where's right. my brush? Where, you know, my job as a parent is not to get in there and discipline and throw people in timeouts and you know tell them they're all mean and mm-hmm. you know quit fighting it's what's going on what are you feeling did she not return your brush last time or or what are you not trusting what happened dive into that maybe you can't do that every time but the reason i'm saying it's good training ground for life is our kids need to understand when we start to throw things around like oh kid you know siblings are mean to each other i was mean to my sister or brother so just let them be mean investigate it let them see it differently i am angry with my sister because she's taken things from me and she never gives me things back and it's starting to feel uneven and unequal okay that's valid right so let's talk about that with your sister do and and again i'm just throwing that out as an example we have to be able to investigate our feelings, investigate why we get mean sometimes, talk about how we're hurting each other if we are indeed hurting each other, say thank you when people are helpful and have gratitude. We practice that at home so we can send our kids out in the world. To have a home where it's really tumultuous and people don't treat each other well and we're mean and then we send our kids out and we say, now be kind to other people... Do you know how ridiculous that sounds?
0: Illogical. Men love logic. That's illogical to think that they're going to go out in the world and be kind if they're not if they're not in a home environment that has that.
1: Or where someone at least is attempting yeah. when they're maybe – because there'll be arguments and fights because that's normal. But then breaking it down and saying, okay, why did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. So then they have a tool when they go out in the world they can do something with because – Or they learn how to be kind in a way just to get their needs met in an inauthentic, yucky way. Mm -hmm. And we all know that. We all know people who can be like really saccharine and sweet and we know underneath it it's not who they really are. We don't want our kids to learn how to be kind artificially. Yeah. Or superficially. We want them to have it come from inside. Intrinsic. Intrinsic. And how do we do that? We talk about things at home, which is one of them. But do you want to... Are there any questions, like listener questions or something? There's no
0: listener questions. I do want to... First of all, we have an event coming up we just decided on. Go ahead and talk about that.
1: I'm so excited. So... Actually, I have to give credit to people who have emailed us and people in our own hometown who have asked us to do this. We were, you know, we knew we were going to do a screening this fall and because of all the emails we got, we are going to screen the movie Screenagers. The movie Screenagers is all about how to support our children in this digital age, how to understand technology, how it affects our kids, and how we can communicate to them how it affects them so they can take more responsibility for their choices with technology. And Todd and I were really leery initially about this movie. We've known about this movie for six months. Yeah, we
0: kind of avoided it
1: we avoided it initially because seemed
0: shallow but but we i re-looked at the trailer and it it's much better than i thought it was
1: right we didn't really know yeah we just thought that they were it was a fear-based movie exactly but it was it's not i we've like todd said we've investigated much more deeply and um and people are asking for it Hmm. i mean people are like i want to bring my kid to this movie because i want to open up this discussion and i'm with you our kids are coming too so the movie is going to be screened here in elmhurst illinois uh York Theater, which is our movie theater downtown. It's going to be on Monday, September 26th at 7 p.m. Tickets are going to be bought through our website, zenparentingradio.com. Click events and you'll see it says screenagers. You get the tickets from us, not from the theater. We rented out the theater. We bought the license for the movie. So it's really a Zen parenting presents yeah. kind of thing. Um, so if you're not, if you don't know about the movie, the um, trailer
0: will be in our show notes yep. or just Google Screenagers trailer, whatever. And it's on
1: our website. Yeah. It's going to be on Facebook. You, you'll be able to see it. But um, again, ages 10 and up, bring your kids because this is not just for you to learn. Yeah. I want your kids to see it yeah. um, because I want them to have an understanding of what technology does so they're not just hearing it from their parents.
0: So go to the events link on zenparentingradio.com for more information. Any other save the dates you want to put in there, sweetheart?
1: Only to remember that the Let's Get Real Zen Parenting Conference is uh, February 24th and 25th. The reason we keep telling you to save the date is because we're making a big announcement in about a month and a half, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe less, um, because we know who our speakers are and everything. We're just holding out on you guys. (laughs) Um, And you're going to be really excited. We're thrilled. Um, It's going to be such a wonderful conference. And so um, we will have all that information so you can get your tickets. But those are our two big events.
0: Um, Our second partner is John J. Kelly Dentistry. He does comprehensive dentistry on the northwest side of Chicago. So if you live in Chicago and uh, you are in the market for getting a dentist, especially one with uh, pre-adolescence as far as – Smile designing, he's your man. And so, I
1: got a cavity filled last week. Yes, you did. You know what? I didn't. You
0: got to start brushing your teeth, sweetheart. I do. Whatever.
1: I I didn't take a shot. I just had him nice. do it with no shot. Beautiful. Isn't that interesting? It is. You I like was,
0: pain. Pain doesn't hurt.
1: It. He said, if I go slow, and you just hold up your hand if it starts to be sensitive, but I didn't want to take a shot, and I didn't feel it. Yeah. So anyway,
0: good job. Uh so it's <laughs> chicagodentistonline.com. <laughs> I I don't I may have gotten a shot. Just feels weird when you're like drinking water later on. You know. Start dribbling That's your the mouth. thing
1: I didn't want the numbness.
0: Um so that's our second partner. We have a whole bunch of iTunes reviews and um and I want to be respectful of these people who did it. So um just justy R Loves it. My husband also likes to listen, and we've had some great discussions that sparked from something we both heard on ZPR. Thank you, Kathy and Todd, for being so informative and entertaining. Next one is titled My Favorite Podcast by Carolina. She says, it makes me better parent and better person. Every Tuesday, they have a new episode, and it's my favorite day at work. Oh, thank you. Next one is titled Fantastic Podcast by Dr. Gina. She says, I look forward to each episode and love to curate the content for my wonderful clients.
1: Yes. So I think
0: she's a therapist. She so.
1: is. I, I started following her on Twitter, too.
0: Dr. Gina Medrigrano. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Canada and you're in the market for a therapist, look her up. Uh, thank you so much for from Positively Glamorous. She's a 28-year-old working mother that lives far away from my family. Parenthood can seem so overwhelming and daunting. Uh, two more. Excellent from Explore and Wander from the USA. She said, "I would describe this as a secular podcast, not focused solely on the practice of Zen, and thankfully not based or focused on any other religion."
1: Absolutely. I, if you guys listen, you already know this, but we use the word Zen in the very basic understanding yeah. of self-awareness, of seeing the bigger picture, of understanding the whole, of being present. We use the word. Um, there, are, we've had we've gotten emails from people before who have been like, "Oh, is this you know yeah. the, the training of Zen Buddhism yeah. and everything?" Even though we love those ideals. Sure we would never call ourselves practitioners of zen buddhism no. we're just using the word zen in the more secular way
0: um two more keeps me sane as toddlerhood commences from pkt29 mm-hmm. good luck on that
1: yeah it's fun
0: it's fun you see it as an adventure on.
1: yeah see it as an
0: adventure and then last is the zpr addict um keep doing what you're doing it's awesome so thank, thank you. you for all those r- reviews I don't know how they help us, but I think they help us with uh, our iTunes They
1: do. As accessibility. I, I said a few weeks ago, There's the, uh, iTunes has an algorithm, and the more people that do reviews and the more people that subscribe, you go into categories like top 10 and that kind of thing, and then more people find us. Because mm-hmm. the truth is there's so many podcasts out there that it's very hard to find someone unless they are in one of those lists. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate it because it, it helps. It
0: keeps us up there. Do you want to uh, hear a quick famzu money financial management tidbit?
1: If it's helpful.
0: It is. Okay. Um, it's about um, investing in stocks and index funds, which I'm a big fan of. And there's two different funds. One is called RISOX and the other one is called VOO. Both track the same basket of uh, stocks, sweetheart, the S&P 500, which is just a collection of 500 stocks. You with me? Not really. Don't get me on, Glossy. I, I got Glossy. So basically, it just tracks the pretty much the entire market. Okay but you'll find that these each of these funds have expense ratios, which basically is like a tax okay, and r y s o x the expense ratio is one point six percent v o o which is a vanguard is point o five percent for the exact same thing, one costs thirty two times more expensive than the other, okay, My point of all this yes. is <laughs> to understand what you're investing in because we're all getting screwed over by these big financial four oh one k planning companies. Okay. And they're trying to put you into these high expense ratio indexes. And over the long haul, it will cost you tens of thousands why of dollars. Why are people
1: doing that? I mean, I don't Why because, would someone want to do that?
0: Because it scares us to understand this information the way. Why? Ooh, why,
1: why? why are they putting us? Why are people screwing us to make money? Because they make more money on it,
0: they make thirty-two times more money. So, getting a Vanguard index fund—if you don't know what that is—I'm going to post show notes. John Oliver did, just did a twenty-two-minute rant on some of all Ooh, of this. Good, good. So, good. I'll put that on there. But the bottom line is, it's just going to kill you if you don't know where your money's going. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I'm um, a certified men's Yay. coach. Gave for me. Give me my applause.
1: Todd wrote his paper and finished his program.
0: So uh, if you're a man, I am coaching men on the phone or in person. And my four pillars are going to be parenting, men's work, uh, money, relationship. and relationship. So I'm going to help men set goals and meet those goals. So if you're interested, men, shoot me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. And for those Radio of you,
1: I know Father's Day is over, but you should like get todd like have him do a gift certificate for you and give it to your husbands or the one you love as a gift yeah and then obviously they have to be the ones to choose to reach out to him it is not your job to force them to do it but if you have a significant other who would love some support todd's really good yeah um Thanks, sweetie. yeah and i just think that that would be a really great you should do gift certificates it's
0: not a bad idea yeah it's, i know Um, two last things. Words of wisdom. I have them both.
1: I have some, too. Oh,
0: you do? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's start with yours, because mine are pretty good, and I want to end with the really good ones, (laughs) not just the normally good
1: ones. You're like, I want to really, like, wrap it up with the best of the best. So my thought is, bringing all this show together, because we started by talking about Orlando, and we talked about how we need to communicate, if it's about gun laws, or if it's about making change in the world, or if it's about um, understanding our kids, and Let's just really understand that it takes two to communicate and that instead of looking at other people and saying they need to change, how can we change the way we react and relate to other people so it shifts the entire dynamic? Instead of looking out at people and saying they're wrong, I can't tolerate them, I can't handle them, if it be people who are on the other side of the aisle or even our own children or our partner, how can we shift the dynamic? And how... Can we, when we're talking to them, not put them in a box and name call and make them something like a monster where they lose their humanity? Because, again, I say this a lot on the show, but the worst – the word that is being used against people in this country these days is they, as if Mm. somehow – Other people are they and we are us and it's us against they and we have to remember that we're all the same and we're all interrelated and same, same. And speaking of katut. Passed People away. have
0: no idea who Katut is. Oh,
1: I think they do. Anybody who read Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert, and if you follow her page, you know the Katut, who was who her, her kind of guru in that book. Funny guy didn't even remember her when she came back. He told her to come back <laughs> to Bali, and so she followed, like thinking she was following this guru. And she came back, and he had no idea who she was, but he still taught her so much about the world. Yeah. Um, she took responsibility for her needs, but. The last thing I want to say, and then, Todd, you can do your best of best, is everybody, there is a million, million times more goodness in the world than there is negativity. And I know the news is showing you negativity. And I know that there are bad people. Let me say that again. There are people making bad choices in the world and and choosing to use violent weapons and be harmful. And I know that. But don't forget how many bad wonderful and good people are around you at all times feel their energy and give that back and that's all
0: um my two words of wisdom entries one is your future does not equal your past true tony robbins yeah and my second one is you are not a drop in the ocean you are the ocean in one drop
1: Mm, beautiful that's roomy Mm-hmm.
0: so can you tell who uh is more of a language wordy <laughs> wordy? um so anyways that is those are my two entries i thought they were great yes thank you and our last partner is um jeremy Kraft from avid company avidco.net painting and remodeling throughout chicagoland area 630-956-1800 and we're going to end this with um my good friend josie did an auto wrap on zen parenting radio so we're going to close with that so thanks everybody we'll chat with you all next week thanks for listening folks hope you felt outstanding So there's some different ways you can support us. Um, One of them is by asking either Kathy or myself or maybe both of us to speak at your next event, or you can also tell a friend about our podcast. If you ship Amazon, go through the link on ZenParentingRadio.com first. It doesn't cost you anything, but Zen Parenting will get a small commission. You can also buy any of Kathy's three amazing books through Amazon or our homepage, and if you're like me and you want to teach your children personal financial management, then use FamZoo. It's an amazing resource. It's a virtual family bank that will set your children on a path towards financial freedom. Click on the link on the lower right-hand side of our homepage to learn more. And if you're a Chicago guy and want to learn more about The Tribe, the men's group that I lead, go to the Tribemensgroup.com. Do you want to grow your business by partnering with us? Shoot me an email. And you can also give us an iTunes review. Lastly, you can subscribe to our podcast through our homepage or iTunes directly. This will guarantee you're up to speed on the latest and greatest of Zen Parenting Radio. You can always send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll be happy to get back to you as soon as I can. Finally, we're thankful for all your support and encouragement and always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Keep trucking. Thank you.